Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Templeton Elliott, and I'm joined this week by Jason from Frozen and Carbonite for a chat with Bunny Hop director, John Morello. We talked about how much we loved the video last week. John, how do you approach making a video for chocolate? There's a lot of history there. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, it was definitely a, a, a big undertaking. Uh, it was definitely a daunting thing going into it. I mean, there hadn't been a full-length chocolate video in 17 years, I think, since uh, Hot Chocolate. But it was it was exciting. I don't know. It 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 felt uh, it kind of happened organically, you know. Like uh, we were just filming, kind of had it in mind. We worked on a couple girl projects, and uh, next thing you knew, we were just kind of in the throes of it. You know, it wasn't it wasn't that thought out. There wasn't too much going into it. It was just kind of happened organically. I feel like. So is it kind of like you're just always filming, and you're like, hey, we we kind of got a lot of footage. We could make a full length if we like put a little effort in. Totally, totally, yeah. It, it um, I think after Doll, which was the first like big Krell Tap project that I got to work on, it kind of sparked the chocolate dudes. You know, everyone started asking like, "All right, what's up?" But you know, and that's kind of how it always goes. Like already now, the girl dudes are asking me like, "What's up with the trip? Like, where are we? When are we starting up?" You know, so the dudes just like get super motivated off each other and feed off each other. So um, yeah, I think after coming off Doll, we just kind of like we're like, "Yep, it's time. Let's do a chocolate video now." Um, I think dudes were really excited about doing something that was just chocolate, you know, as opposed to like where, you know, Pretty Sweet was kind of the last thing you saw of chocolate or the chocolate team at the time. And, you know, that was both brands. So the dudes were really excited about doing something that was like chocolate focused. So yeah, we just kind of started filming naturally. And then it really wasn't until maybe like a, a year and a half ago that it like really kicked into gear and became real. And And from there on out, we were like on a trip once a month, at least for the past yeah, maybe a year and a half, just like really grinding out, trying to make it happen. Nice. Uh, John, Jason here. Uh, first question, yeah. how did you get the job? Because uh, videographer, director for Chocolate Crail isn't really something you see on like LinkedIn, you know? For sure. Um, how did you get all that hooked up? Yeah, I've been there for over five years now. I moved out to California six years ago. So I'm originally from Florida balance between there and uh, Rochester, New York, my whole life kind of growing up back and forth. And then uh, when I was in college in Florida, I was in Orlando and kind of linked up with like the uh, the no hotels and plus skate shop dudes. Right. So yeah, like Keith Gibb and Burt Wooten and Chris Blake and all those dudes. And uh, there was a skate park at the time that Daniel Wheatley was the like manager of in Orlando. Right. And so he ended up getting the job at Lakai because those dudes came through for, I think it was a four-star trip or something. And um, so he moved out to California and he would come back and it was kind of like, oh, that's the dream, you know, like he's mm -hmm. doing it. And then I had a couple other buddies. Uh, I grew up with Blake Carpenter. So he was already out here. And then my buddy TJ Gaskell was filming him. He was from Orlando. He was already kind of out here doing it. And so by the time I graduated college, it just kind of like lined up perfectly. It was like, all right, I kind of have like roots already in California. My friends are there. So I made the move and just started making phone calls and just like, all right, let me, you know, who can I film? And um, I ended up getting a job pretty quickly at uh, the barracks, which I hate to even bring up, honestly. <laughs> it's all good. Uh, but it was, it, yeah. Hey, yeah, hey I, it's I, a job. Yeah. To, to, I mean, it was a means to an end, man. And to be honest, there was a lot of really rad people that I worked with there that, uh, yeah, they, you know, they gave me an opportunity. Like, you know, shout out to those dudes. I was just a kid from Florida. I had no credibility. And uh, they were just like, yeah, come work for us. So, but I got really lucky because I didn't have to do any like office bullshit or like in the park. 
I can't even remember how it happened, but they were just like, you're going to go to Beeble's Park and you're going to film these dudes on your iPhone and like just hang around with these guys. And I was like, I, okay, <laughs> you know? And so I was just a kid and like fucking so green out here and didn't really know any of these guys. And like right away was like skating with, you know, Beeble and P-Rod and those dudes like every day. So it was, it was definitely a trip. And then through that, people started working on his push project part and they were like, all right, who do you want to film? And then I was just kind of naturally there filming him already. And so that all kind of fell apart over there. I don't know. It became this whole weird thing. And uh, all of the filmers ended up getting laid off. I think it was like, I mean, there was 10 of us that all kind of go at the same time. And uh, luckily I was the first one to have got let go. So I was like, cool, I fucking, I'm going to go look for a job right away, you know? And I just started making calls and, through Beeble, I had met uh, Malto and Carol, and then obviously I knew Wheelie over Lakai, so it just kind of lined up perfectly. Gave them a call, and then, yeah, just kind of slowly got into the mix. Hell yeah. Yeah, and then five years later, here we are. I don't know, it just, it's, it's funny. I don't, I don't know if there's any, like, you know, defining moment. It just kind of happened naturally over, like, meeting these guys and the different connections and from Florida and stuff, and then, yeah, now we're here. So was it, like, oh, like, you know, you started out as like a filmer kind of on the outs. And then was it like, hey, we need a commercial. Can you edit the like small projects that leading up into like, you know, Bunny yeah, Hop and it, all? Yeah. Um, kind of, it, like I said, it's been a long five years and a lot's happened. So it's hard to like recall. And it all, like I said, it kind of just all happened so naturally. But yeah, like I remember my first trip with them. I went on a Lakai trip and kind of Wheatley invited me and brought me in and um i'm trying to think what happened yeah it just like it was just kind of filming stuff filming skating and stuff and going to the office and i think i just started trying to like use what i had learned at the barracks i was doing a lot of like social media stuff a lot of youtube stuff and uh which wasn't really like my cup of tea it was just means to an end at the time but it was cool i was able to go into like carol tab and be like hey here i have this skill set of like you know beyond filming let me like update your guys' YouTube channel for you and work on all the SEO and backend stuff, you know, and just like little things like that. Um, so I was like in the office a lot, sharing an office with Smite. So that was cool, you know, off rip, just like being around all these dudes that I, you know, grew up looking up to. And that was at the original office too, which was really rad, man. It was just like, it just, you know, you've had some energy still in there building and stuff. Then it kind of, oh, okay. I guess a big part of it um, would have been Niels, really. Because when I first started working there, I remember being like getting a, a spreadsheet from uh, from Smythe of all the flow kids. And it had, you know, their sizes and addresses and all that kind of stuff or whatever. And uh, I remember there being like a little note next to Niels's and it was like, could pull it. And I was like, oh, dude, that's like my homie from back home, you know? And like, he was already kind of like coming in on my couch and shit. So um, like I was like the new filmer, he was kind of the new kid making it happen. And so me and him, we would just go out and film. And uh, we did that venture part. He had like a venture part come out that we filmed. And then from there, just started working on doll. And uh, yeah, it was like him and Griffin were the new dudes and they just had a grip of footage. And it was like, we got to do something. And uh, yeah, just kind of happened from there. Sick. How much are Rick and Mike involved and Spike? Like as far as the videos go? I mean, Rick and Mike are around a lot. Rick's in the office every day. Um, I don't know if you know, people would be too. Mike's around a lot. And he's he's in the office a couple of times a week. And I mean, I talk to those guys almost every day about things. So they're very much involved. I mean, Rick is, 
I don't want to say he's over my shoulder. I, I do a lot of the editing from here, just at home. You know, they're they're really letting me thing and then come in. All right, let, you know, show them what we're where we're at, like once a week or something, or you know, we'll have a meeting. But uh, Rick, especially, is very much involved in like the video and creative process. I mean, and he has been since the beginning too. You know, you look back at his old credit. You know, Mouse and stuff edited by him and Johannes. So you know, he knows what he's doing when it comes to that kind of stuff. And then Carol, Carol's just got the illest taste you know he's just got like the best opinions about stuff but i always call him the wrench because he likes to come in at like the worst possible times and just be like throw a wrench in the whole thing but you know and his whole thing is he'll always be like just just do it to prove me wrong you know he's just like just show me i just want to know that i'm wrong and there's been so many times where i'm like oh, okay all right like you know re-edit something or whatever just show him and then through that process the best shit comes out of it you know whether it be like a song or something, he'll give me 30 from like, Mike, that's a wild track. And then the next one, you're like, boom, that's it. That's the one. Like, you know, so it's just the process. But man, I mean, yeah, they're they're very much still around in, uh, you know, day-to-day operations. They're doing all sorts of stuff. So they're involved with everything, but definitely heavily involved in the video stuff. I mean, and you can see Rick in the background a lot in uh, the chocolate video. I mean, he was on, I think, every single chocolate trip that we did for the video. So yeah, I mean, you know, they're there and they're involved and you know, the dudes love it. Just having them around is so motivating for the guys. Yeah. Speaking of trips, how many filming trips did you go on? Kind of where did y'all go and what were they like? Cause you depicted that kind of lifestyle in the video a lot. Cool. Well, I'm glad that that shined through. Cause yeah, that was my goal is just to, you know, show a group of friends traveling together and, and, uh, and it felt very much like that, you know, it, it didn't feel like you were going on these big team company trips. It would just felt like, you know, a bunch of friends like getting together and went on the road together. And, uh, yeah, we did a couple of really rad ones. Um, I think the first trip that there's footage of, we did a Vancouver trip a couple of years ago. That was probably like what would maybe be considered the trip for this video. It was right around the time of doll. Um, and there's definitely some footage from that in the video. And then, I mean, it was a lot of a lot of L.A. at first. And then, like I said, it was kind of the last year and a half where things really picked up. And we had a good like chunk of footage. And uh, things just kind of started lining up where it was just like, oh, trip after trip after trip. Um, we did Costa Rica for uh, a brand called Riot. They're like a weed accessory brand um, that sponsor a couple of the guys. And so they flew us out to Costa Rica. That was incredible. We did a New York trip, uh, which was rad. We were there for like two weeks just in the city. What else? We did a Florida trip, which was rad for me. That was like, you know, a little homecoming. Like got to show all the guys like my local shit. Yeah, we did like Orlando to Tampa to Miami. And that was a good time. We went to the casino with my pops. Uh, <laughs> blew the dude's minds there, you know, with the whole like penthouse suite and shit. He's a big gambler. So yeah, we had a good time out there in Florida. Yeah, man, it, it was... Uh, and then uh, there was a couple other side missions. Policelli went out to uh, Copenhagen for a bit and filmed with Jesus and uh, Eric and uh, Carl. And I feel like that trip was huge, man. That like you know really helped out the video a lot. Yeah, big shout out Policelli. Could not have done this video without him. He was my right hand man. Yeah, he didn't he used to do all those like girl chocolate re edits. Yeah, dude. It was such a he's he's such a funny dude, man. It's such a trip. So he like. Uh, he was from Toronto and he was just out there. He would, yeah, kind of like a, you know, like a Manolo's tapes or something, yeah. you know, or like a memory screen where he was basically just, but like with just girl and chocolate shit. 
and uh and lakai and we would like catch wind of his re-edits and stuff and then talk, you know he would come up in the office all the time Damn. and then uh I, I mean i wish i knew exactly how you'd have to have him on to tell his story but i forget exactly how he got into the mix but yeah he just kind of like integrated himself right in there and then next thing you know he was like yeah literally like my my right hand man like on every trip with us him and kanan Vin vincent's homie kanan i got to definitely shout him out because Without those two dudes, the video would not have been possible. They they killed it for me. So in in the team, you know. So oh yeah, yeah. You can't you can't do this by yourself for sure. No, dude, it's insane. I mean, you know, especially with two full teams of dudes, you know, because at the same time, the girl dudes are still wanting to film, and uh, you know, projects are going on with them as well, other trips and stuff, you know. So it definitely gets to be a lot sometimes. But without those guys, I mean, I mean, yeah. Those dudes are the best. What's the process for choosing music? I feel like the music in Girl Chocolate videos is always, um, it's always unexpected. I mean, it's always kind of like in a certain wheelhouse, but it's always like, like where where do you guys find this shit? And like, are, yeah. the, are the dudes choosing it or bringing ideas or is it all coming from like Rick and Mike or like, where does it come from? <laughs> so a lot of it is from what is played in the van. I'm always trying to like, I'm always in tune with like, you know, what's getting played on the jam box or whatever. So Stevie, Trahan, Vincent, like, yeah, when they, when they got the, the jam box, it's always like all ears on like, all right, like what are the dudes hyped on right now? And there's always a song from a trip, you know, there's always like that one song that just got jammed the whole time that we're all hyped on. Stevie's song is a good example of that. Like he played that song all the time. We'd be all play the cumbia track, play the cumbia track. And uh, dude, just fire up all the boys, you know? And so I, I think he maybe talked about skating to it. And then, uh, yeah, just like stuff like that, you know, sometimes it was dudes who would have ideas and stuff, but a lot of it's just kind of picking up on what guys are listening to in the van. That's sick. I, Stevie's song was one of the main ones I was wondering about because it's so like, like to me, it's so random. Like where would that even come from? But it's rad to hear that it actually came from Stevie. Totally, dude. That's what he listens to. I mean, Stevie's got the mm -hmm. sickest taste in music, dude. He'll be listening to that and then he'll play like some Hall and Oates Christmas music and just, you know what, he's, it's all over the board, dude. And it's all the dudes have really rad taste. It's funny. You would think like, you know, like you say, like with chocolate and stuff, it has a certain like, you know, style to it, but the dudes embody that without even meaning to, you know, they're listening to exactly what you would imagine like the chocolate team would listen to. It's, it's pretty cool, man. So yeah, it's definitely a lot of like picking up on what they're into or like any playlists that they're hyped on. Um, Trahan's always got like really rad playlists he's tripping on and stuff and cool DJ mixes and stuff. And then Vincent's got all the ill, like LA hip hop, you know, all that stuff, the DJ quick and everything. So dude, everybody always got the good jams going. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Stevie's part, his spot selection was pretty unique, especially compared to everyone else, like all those LA cutty spots and whatnot. Did he yeah. have that in mind or did that just come about organically? I mean, that's just how he skates. That's, you know, it, it, yeah, it's, it's pretty organic for him. I mean, living in LA and growing up here, I think when he was younger, you know, again, I don't want to speak for him. This is just kind of assumed, but you know, he went on so many trips throughout the world and skated all these incredible spots, but his skating just looks so good here in LA in the streets. And I think he's really kind of honed in on that and combed the streets and found the spots and stuff and uh yeah i mean one of my buddies brought that up and he was like dude the colors in stevie's spots oh yeah in stevie's part and I, I didn't even really think of it you know like but to, then you know kind of going back and watching you're like yeah dude all those like painted la houses and stuff and yeah it, it's just the way he skates 
Yeah, he stood out as kind of like a surprise to me in the video. Like I, I came into the video with a lot of expectations, you know, like all these dudes are pretty well known, but Stevie is one that I kind of wasn't really thinking about as much. And I was really impressed. Like he's like a rail guy. Yeah. Like I don't really think of him like that. For sure. And he skates the coolest rails too. I love that. Uh, the one he did, like he fifties, the like kind of curved down and out rail. And, uh, when we were editing it, Trahan kept talking about how it sounded like a sword being taken out of a sheath. Just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like grinding out. I was like, yeah, dude, that that little stuff like that, you know, like you could go grind a 20 stair like bland ass rail in Riverside or something. But or you can grind that sick ass house rail that's going to make that noise and everything. You know, that it's, it's the, that's the shit he's looking for with the red painted stairs and stuff, dude. Like I remember we were in San Diego and there was this fat rail that had like the Mexican flag painted down the stairs. He was so hyped on it, dude. He was like, gotta get a trick. We haven't gone back, but it's it's ill, dude. Like that's the shit he's looking for. Sick, sounds like a cover kind of place. Yeah, it right. you to cover but Yeah, But yeah, it's so refreshing to like be skating with dudes who are considering, yeah, the color of the wall behind them and stuff, you know, like, it, cause, it, cause it, it makes a difference. Oh yeah, totally. Well, it comes through in the video for sure. You know, it feels very considered but also yeah. like natural, you know, like not forced. Uh, speaking of rails and uh, forcing things, the first, um, the first kind of, uh, there's like five intros to this video. Uh, <laughs> but like when the video really starts getting going, you guys are like filling out a permission slip to skate some rail out of an office. Like what's the story behind that? Yeah, so that's a rail. We got taken there on a trip. I guess Cardiel skated it back in the day. He, I think he front boarded it. It's got really like short run up. It's fucking so cool, dude. It's like this metal rail that has like these ornate roses that kind of come out of the like supports of it. And, uh, and it's like got this weird bevel kind of like uh, diamond platey top to it. So it makes a really like cool noise when you grind it. Suchu actually did a trick on it in like one of his most recent parts, but he didn't come through the door, which is gnarly to throw down. It's like super short up there. Um, so we were just tripping on it. We were kind of like, it's not going to happen. You know, there's not enough run up or whatever. And uh, someone came out and was talking to us. And then it kind of just turned into one of those, you know, just kind of explaining why we're there or whatever. And then um, it turned out that the building owner was the main lawyer of the, it was a law firm. And so essentially he was like totally cool with it. And he happened to be on the board of directors at uh, some ski resort somewhere and so he had like their waiver pretty much or you know already dropped it up or whatever and just like printed them out crossed out snowboarding and skiing and wrote out skateboarding and just fucking let it fly yeah and just gave the i mean we were there for maybe like 30 45 minutes or something we tried to get it in and out pretty quickly i think they were by the end of it like okay cool you know you landed something like you did your thing but uh yeah they were super rad man they just like opened the doors i wish i had more coverage of it all because it was such a so you're scrambling, you know what I mean? As soon as it was like a go, it was like, all right, set up the lights. I'm like, you know, setting up lights, running around. Dudes are kind of setting up, but they let us like, I mean, dudes were sliding big glass tables out of the way. There was like, you know, really nice rugs. And they, they, I don't know if you can tell, but there's another set of doors behind that they actually started through. So they're running through yeah. like the whole lobby on this like really nice tile ground. Yeah, they just like let it happen. It was really rad, man. It was one of those, like, we were tripping, dude. Like once in a lifetime, yeah, and it just felt too, it was just too perfect. And I was like, dude, this is how the video's got to start off. Although, like you said, I mean, after it started maybe five other times, 
takes a little bit to get to the skating. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was sick. I, I thought it was interesting, like, there's a lot of positivity in the video, like, like the interactions with like people on the street, you know, like there's a guy at the end who's like, it's like the best sport or whatever. It's like, you know, yeah. usually it's like we're fighting pedestrians and stuff, but this was like the opposite of that. Yeah, it's funny. That clip in particular, I actually really like because it seems so cheesy, like the dude being like, you know, because you, you, so you get both sometimes, you know, sometimes people are really bummed and other times people are really rad and they're like, this is cool, whatever, you know. And uh, the way he kind of said it, I was, you're like, ah, fuck, he's like, I don't know, kind of comparing it to sports and stuff but it also seems so genuine that like like i hope that's like what my dad sounds like when he's out you know what i mean and he bumps into skateboarders like right, yeah. he seemed so like yeah. ge- like his son probably rips that's yeah. what i got it. i was like I'll, yeah i bet you this dude's son actually rips you could tell the way he talked about it he like knew what was up yeah along those lines what's what was the story with the uh like the natural tree kicker dude and uh, oh dude right part? I love that guy. Um, that's funny. Smite always bring. Smite always says that. He'll just be like sitting in the office, like I'm going natural tree kicker, and just start giggling <laughs> to himself. I don't know. That, that was just a spot near Vinny's house. Some weird car wash. Where I mean, that one was hectic. We because the so basically the run up is a car wash, and you have to like get there early and park your car in all the spots so people don't start washing their car and just get water everywhere. And sure enough, it was probably in between try. Someone probably pulled up where we couldn't go and was like washing his car. And we were just like chilling, waiting for it to dry or something. And that was a dude rolling up, just a local dude hyped, you know, whatever. Nice. And uh, yeah, I fired off the the natural tree kicker spot. So, and then Vinny got the line with the front 180 in or switch 180 in and the uh, switch heel flip and everything. Oh yeah. That's rad. <laughs> oh, one of the big questions is the name Bunny Hop. It's kind of alluded to in the credits um, that that's something that Keenan used to say. Like, what's what's the story with the name Bunny Hop, son? Yeah, um, I so obviously before my time, but um, ever since I've worked there, that's just been a thing that's gotten thrown out around, you know. And and I, from what I've gathered, that's how a lot of like the you know curled that video names have come about just stuff that gets tossed around in the office and you know lingo and all that kind of stuff so yeah that was like an old keenan saying i guess he would fire that one up a lot funny hop son um it's funny that that clip at the end of richie when he when he says he's like bunny hop son oh keenan used to say that like that was fully natural like he, he i think we, he had asked maybe like what the video was called and you know we threw it at him and he was kind of and it just like it sparked in his brain he was like oh shit like that's keenan you know and then even stevie we were we were trying to get him to obviously we had all the guys from the cameo say bunny hop to the camera and so which i think kind of was sparked from that first organic richie one and even like stevie when we you know he had to kind of say it in a different way say it like this say it like that. all right so he's saying it and then he we were like say it like keenan and he just fucking snapped right into it and it clicked for him and you could see it like you're like oh shit that's like so yeah, it, it, I think it was just something that he said a lot. You know, it was just like just a normal slang or whatever. And then uh, it, I'm sure it came from you know Rick or Mike and or Sam, and it was definitely like thrown around as like, oh, when we do a chocolate video, that should be the name. I mean that that probably had been decided before the fact that we were even doing the video. So yeah, it was just kind of a no brainer. Nice along those lines about the intro. What was the process behind writing it? Like, did Lumen just come in with the script, like, pre-made, or was it more, like, collaborative? So I can't remember exactly where the idea stemmed from. But, uh, like, as with, like, everything in the office, it just kind of – a lot of that stuff comes from, like, our marketing meetings on Monday. 
It'll be like me, Rick, Mike, Sam, Policelli, and we'll just be kind of rapping about whatever we got going that week. And uh, at some point, we started talking about the idea of like doing an updated chocolate tour where, cause you know, I'm sure the talk probably came from, you know, all the, like, you see like a big video funded by, you know, a, a energy drink or something. You're about yeah, to yeah. watch this video and just fucking monster logo. That you're like, damn, before the full length, crazy. And, and, you know, truthfully, we're guilty of it as well. You know, everyone's got to get the corporate money sometimes. It's just how you make things work. And, but so, you know, we kind of talked about, well, you know, like, what if we like had the dudes kind of like, oh, what would chocolate tour two look like now, you know? And it kind of essentially was like, you know, if the dudes were trying to get corporate sponsorship, but then they go on this whole kind of journey. And at the end they realized they didn't even need the corporate money. They made the video like on the adventures they went on trying to get the money or whatever. So we kind of had that idea. And then um, I think initially maybe there was talks about as doing it in the style of chocolate tour, where it was more of like a narrative across the whole video. And then it was like, okay, what if we just turn it into a trailer for a video that's never going to come out, you know? And just kind of like, my idea was sort of like, um, you know, when you would watch a a VHS and it like, you know, you put it in, in the beginning, there'd be like, all right, coming soon to a theater near you. And you'd watch those trailers, whatever. And then eventually you'd get to the actual movie. And a lot of times, I, I mean, those trailers as a kid almost stood out more than the movies that like I was going to watch or I would never I never ended up seeing that movie. You know, I just remember the trailer so well as a kid from popping in that VHS. So, yeah, we, we basically did it in that format. Um, we went on this last filming trip. We, we did like a northeast trip. We went to Boston and New York City. I was the plan was to finish that trip and I was going to come home and immediately start editing this video. And we still had to figure out the skit. We kind of had a loose idea. I think maybe uh, we had reached out to Lumen, who does do a lot of, he does a lot of copy for us. And so um, reached out to him with kind of this rough idea of, I think Sam maybe wrote the original um, outline that was, you know, the chocolate team goes on an adventure trying to raise money from old friends and everything. So Lumen kind of gave that his, you know, gave his spin on it and kind of beefed it up for us. And then, on that trip, I was starting to like kind of put it all together in my head and, and realize that the undertaking was going to be a lot. And uh, it kind of came to me. I was like, dude, it would be so rad to get Colin Kennedy to help on this because I actually worked with him uh, back at the barracks and have just always been such a huge fan of his. Uh, I grew up on skateboard. It's one of my favorite all time videos. Um, and just a fan of him as a person. He's just the fucking best dude to work with. So yeah, and he had recently done a, uh, a Lakai Pacifico commercial. So I knew that Rick was comfortable working with him and some of the guys had kind of, you know, were familiar. And then there was the drawback to all of the, uh, the DVS riders that were on chocolate. So, you know, Richie and Jerron uh, uh, and Daniel Castillo and all these dudes that, you know, Colin knew really well for 20 plus years. So it was, it was so rad to get him involved and he was on board right away. We threw, you know, we pitched him the the Lumen script and everything. And then a lot of it was kind of freestyled. You know, we kind of had a rough idea and we would go into each day just like, all right, let's kind of get the shots we need. But most of it was just kind of the guys riffing um, and a lot of like on the spot. Hey, let's get this shot. Let's get that shot. Um, yeah. Colin really handled the grunt of it. He was the um, behind the camera and really, you know, kind of like directing all those scenes and everything. So yeah, big shout out to Colin Kennedy for for handling all that, man. It wouldn't have been possible otherwise. Yeah, big shouts to Colin, friend of the show, listener. Rad. 
Rad. What's up, Colin? Yeah, we love yeah, there, that, Colin. Yeah, that kind of leads to my next question, which is, um, what's the status of the next Crayola video? Is the thinking that you guys are going to go with the Chocolate Tour to narrative or what? I mean, I don't want to say. I don't want to say that. I don't yeah, want to yeah. put anything out there for sure, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, it's really, sure. it, it's it's funny because as we were shooting it, Rick was like, he, you know, we, I mean, dude, it was so rad. Just having all those, like the dudes hang out together, like, kind of seeing those reunions. Like I said, there was a full like mini skate more reunion with Colin and these guys yeah. and uh, just watching all, you know, everyone kind of catch up and stuff. And, uh, you know, seeing in the, them in their element too. I mean, Richie is an actual realtor. So all of that was like totally natural. I mean, you know, hardly scripted. It was like, hey, how would you train an actual new employee? And so, yeah, just getting to see that was fucking so rad, man. And, and Rick was so sparked on it. He was like, dude, I, we might have to make this movie, man. You know, <laughs> it, 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 he was like, I don't know. It, it might have to happen. So, I mean, yeah. the streets would love the chocolate tour too, I think. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe one day, I mean, maybe it's already happening, you know, maybe we cut a deal with Netflix or something, but, um, <laughs> you know, so, but I, I will say that, uh, a couple of days ago in the girl group chat, McCrank hit me up or he, he specifically called me out and asked if I was ready to fire it up for this new girl project. So, um, I have a feeling that's probably where we're going to head. And, uh, I doubt there'll be much, you know, hang time until then. I have a feeling the guys are already fired up. And, and like I said, I got Rowan Davis staying on my couch right now. So I don't think I have much of a choice. <laughs> it's either, it's either watch him sit on my couch or take the kid out skating. So, um, I have a feeling we're going to get to it pretty quickly here. Sick. Love to hear yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. So when you're putting the video together, what's your process? Like, do you edit everybody's part and then kind of like see, see where they all fit together? Or like, do you know this guy's going to have the, the opener, this guy's going to have the closer? Like what, what's the process like there? Yeah. So I started really timelining stuff. I mean, maybe even up to like a year ago. Um, and, and when we would go on, like I was saying, when we kind of ramped up, filming for these trips or these filming trips for the video there was a lot of times where i would get a timeline together of like you know a rough cut of this, like you know what the video would look like if it was to come out as is and so you know we would do these kind of uh video previews up until about six months ago and so yeah i mean in the you know i had rough ideas of what the video would kind of look like a lot of that stems from the footage i had you know uh, certain things like uh, the rail, like the, the lawyer intro or whatever with the, that rail. I mean, it just happened with James getting that from Blunt after uh, Eric did his trick that it was just like so natural. I was like, all right, this has got to be how the video starts. You know, it, ju it just kind of made sense that way. And a lot of it was like that. You know, there was definitely a couple of different orders and, you know, that I had initially. And over time, it just it just came down to what footage I had that made sense to lead into the next part. Gotcha. So yeah. Yeah. So, and then, I mean, when it came time, then yeah, you kind of dig into each part and edit them individually and then kind of say, okay, now how do they work all together again? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it was, it was, there was, there was probably like a six month gap between what the guys had seen last and the actual premiere. So that was exciting for me because they last they had seen that, you know, everyone was like, wow, that was really rad. You know, they were stoked on it. And I was like, dude, it's changed so much over the course of six months. So that was really exciting for me to, to be able to actually show them, you know, all their hard work. Right. Yeah. Those last six months leading up to a video deadline are pretty, uh, pretty intense. A lot of changes. Yeah. yeah. And like I said, even just the, the, 
the order of things, you know, you know, the order of parts and everything. And uh, yeah, a lot of it just happens organically. It's just like, okay, well, this clip leads into this clip and this clip leads into this, that it just makes sense that this dude has the next part. Right. You had Carl Aiken sprinkled kind of throughout and I really expected him to have the ender. I mean, he's kind of like the man of the moment. I, I was surprised that Vincent Alvarez had the ender. Not not saying that he didn't deserve it. Like, I mean, I said it last week. Like, you could make a case for anybody to have the first part and the last part. Um, mm-hmm. So, what, like, why why did you have Vincent as the ender? I mean, you know, it's funny. I, I've I've seen that question come up, and and I think for me and and the guys who are around, it's just like it was such a no brainer because I mean, it, to me, it has nothing to do with. I don't know the the idea of like first and last and all that kind of stuff and like the bangers and I, I don't know it, it feels kind of lost these days it's it's not necessarily that I feel like something has to really like you know a video has to abide by and uh, I mean dude Vinny embodies chocolate I mean it, it, I I hope that shines through um I mean I think it's clear in what he puts out and you know like on his own Instagram and and if anyone has ever talked to him or or met him then you will see what I mean I mean he is chocolate he's the embodiment of it and uh it just made sense he worked his ass off man the dude just like came through and crushed it and fired up the team and motivated you know everybody and made it happen and uh it it just kind of was a no-brainer and 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 now it's funny it it, it, uh you know hearing you say that like you know everyone kind of expected carl to have last part you were surprised that vincent had last part and i'm like cool you got to You know that that to me, I'm like, cool. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't exactly what people were expecting. You know. So so to me, that's a bonus. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool to be surprised. Yeah, I, I, I yeah. A lot of people were like, I felt like the, I thought you know thought the video was over at the switch hard flip, and then Vincent comes on. I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's rad, man. You know, like, you know, you always want to leave him hanging, and and you know, not sure what's going to happen. Even like with Carl or Eric's intro where they're skating that underground, the, the subway uh, stairs and, you know, Carl comes in and Nolly heals at first. And I was like, Oh, you know, maybe people are going to be like, cool. Carl Aiken's part. And then Eric comes and gets his back and starts his part. So always trying to like, you know, a little unconventional with, uh, you know, the parts and everything trying to, you know, maybe not so obvious. Yeah. I mean, I, that's exactly my experience. Like I saw the Nolly heel. I was like, okay, like Carl Aiken's part here it comes. And then, you know, like you said, it goes into um, Eric Herrera's part, which I also thought was like a, a clear standout. Yeah, rad video. And I, I thought that like having Carl sprinkled throughout, it reminded me a lot of um, Dane Brady and we blew it at some point, like how he was sprinkled throughout. And it was kind of like, is he going to have a part? Is he not going to have a part? Like, Yeah, rad. I, and, and I love that video. That's I, I take that as a huge compliment. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of... I mean, th- those dudes, those videos, um, I mean, even Pontus's earlier stuff, like, you know, uh, in search of the miraculous and strongest of the strains, those mm-hmm. were like, oh, hell yeah. those, those were big inspirations for me. Like when I was doing my own independent stuff and, and even still, you know, and it's funny how it kind of comes full circle because a lot of the references and, and inspirations that, you know, Rick and Mike and Sam and those guys have are from, you know, are, are the same as someone like Pontus. They're of the same generation. So it's a lot of references to, you know, H street videos and early plan B stuff. And, and I'm sure a lot of Pontus stuff is inspired by the early girl chocolate stuff too. And so then for me to then kind of be inspired by his stuff and what the polar guys are doing and, you know, and uh, all those, all the new stuff that comes out, you know, it's kind of a cool full circle. Yeah. A lot along those lines, you filmed 
a bit of 16 millimeter in this video for the intro and kind of like the intro to uh, Carl's part. Was that influenced by Pontus at all? Or like, what was the process behind that? Um, a little bit, yeah. I mean, uh, as far as the 16 stuff, I mean, a lot of that inspiration comes from Greg Hunt. I mean, he's definitely the the guy when it comes to that. And Minor. I mean, Minor 16 stuff is incredible. All, all the film that those guys have shot and is like so rad, man. Um, yeah, the, the intro, you know, I, it's funny because I'm, I'm all for, uh, and going back to like a lot of the, the new videos that come out, you know, I, I, I'm a big fan of like all this, you know, everything that's coming out these days. I, I love uh, the quasi videos. Uh, the polar videos are great. The palace stuff. And I mean, shout out to the bronze dudes. To me, that was definitely video of the year. Uh, the bronze video. That was my favorite video this year for sure. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm all, I'm all for, you know, unconventional styles of editing. Like even doll, I, I put Niels's part before the intro and a lot of people were like, why would you do that? It doesn't make sense. And I was like, it just felt right. It just made sense to me. You know, I, I like doing something that wasn't exactly what everyone else is doing at the time or something, you know? And then I feel like videos have gotten so far in that direction that to me, I was like, dude, I, I just want to make a skate video. I want to make a video like the ones that I grew up on, you know, like a, like a photosynthesis or yeah, right. Or, or minefield or something, you know, that, that has an intro that sets a tone and a feeling. And then you have people's parts with their name title and everything, you know? And, and so I definitely was trying to go back into that direction. So the intro was, you know, heavily inspired by like photosynthesis. I mean, that intro with the Rolling Stones song, you know, so it just, it oh, gets yeah, forget you about it. You, you're, yeah, yeah. You you get chills just thinking about it. Minefield with you know amazing grace in the bagpipes. Obviously, I'm a I'm a big Sovereign Sec fan. You know, so any 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 too. alien. Yeah, I mean, how can you not be? And especially as a filmmaker, you know, obviously that stuff is like um, very inspirational. And and then of course, like I mean, something like yeah, right, dude. Like that intro with the slow mo and stuff. Like it it just gets you in a feeling that you're like, okay, I'm about to watch something. And, and sometimes it's rad to just like start a video with skating, you know, you just solve, you know, all of a sudden you're in the video, but I was like, I kind of wanted to take a different approach to it. But again, being, you know, inspired by a lot of the new stuff that's coming out, that's where, yeah, just starting to kind of intermingle the part and, you know, maybe not so apparent whose part you're watching or what's going on, you know, but still kind of a, a, a twinge of the classic skate video format, because it, I, there's nothing I really hate more though than video part ender black video part ender black you know like i you know you want to you want to watch a video you know front to back right and when it's like when you have that hammer and then black it really feels like each part is very separate and like these dudes might not even know each other so 100%. like having it having everything kind of like bleed bleed into each other you get like that team feel rad rad and that's definitely you know, that's definitely a goal when you're when you're editing. But I feel like a lot of it, you know, as I've said before, was just so organic that these dudes really do skate together. I mean, you know what I mean? They do hang out. And at the end of the day, when we're done skating and there's times where I'm like, hey, I'm, you know, later, guys, I'm going to go home and kick it or whatever. Those dudes, they go off and they kick it together, you know. So, yeah, that was definitely my goal was to, like, show a group of friends just skating because, ultimately that's what it was you know it, it didn't feel like this big production it didn't feel like we were you know we knew what we were doing we knew the 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 weight of filming for a chocolate video but at the end of the day when you're in it you just feel like a group of friends that are out making a video just like i did when i was back in florida 
Sick. Yeah, it, it feels like a homie video on a grander scale. Right. Cool, man. That's that's cool to hear. So who who on the team is the most productive and who's the least productive? Oh, man. Um, is this like the bunt section where they do the quick fire? <laughs> no, just just a fun question. Somebody. Yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody yeah. Had. No, I mean, I mean, dude, it's it's no like, you know, it, it's no uh, no secret, obviously, like dudes, you know, different dudes skate at different times and everything. Um, most productive. I mean, dude, Vincent is such a fucking workhorse, man. I mean, he's like he's probably out fixing a spot right now. Honestly, like, dude, I would not doubt it. You know, he is just like always on the grind. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, dude, it's really hard to say. It's funny. I, I went out skating yesterday with Rowan and just bumped into Stevie. He was out skating, filming with uh, Felix and some of the homies. So it was like, you know, dudes are just always getting it. But yeah, I mean, Vincent's definitely up there. Um, least productive? Uh, it's hard to say. I'll go with, uh, I'll go with Carol. Just, <laughs> he'll, yeah, I'm going to go with Carol. He'll, hey, he'll he let me... He'll let me throw him under the bus. Hey, he's he's got his uh, executive producer duties plus like vice president duties. That, so. That's I hesitated because he's is super productive. He's just you know he's got so many other things going on. You know, yeah. No, I'm going with Carol. Speaking of Carol, like, are we ever gonna get more Rick and Mike footage? Like, I know we're not ever probably gonna get another part, but like, you know, we always we always want to see those dudes skate. Of course. I mean, I want to see those guys skate. You know what I mean? It, it's so fun to roll around with them, dude. It's like, I remember it was my birthday a couple of years ago and I was at the office for something and uh, we were skating the park and it was like just me, Rick and Mike skating the park. And they were like, I was trying something and they were like trying to like get me to try a trick or something. And I kind of had a moment where I looked around and I was like, if you would have told me on my birthday, I would get to skate with Rick Howard and Mike Carroll in a, you know, like, hey, I was like, I would have thought I wanted strip steaks or something, man. So yeah, dude, they're the best. Those dudes, I mean, they still rip too. Uh, they're skating at the office. I mean, every week they're in there ripping. So uh, who knows, you know, uh, now that these uh, girl trips are getting fired up, it, it's, it's definitely possible. So, but that's on them. I, I'm going to let them, you know, I'll, I'll see, you know, I'll leave it up to them. They know I'm here whenever they're ready. I'm I'm here and ready to go. But yeah, leave it up to those guys. They're busy. That's understandable. But you got to push them. We want it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I know it's funny. They're they're both you know so different, and it's like uh, you know Rick's very humble and and kind of you know I'll, I'll I'll gas them up sometimes or whatever. Oh, this was sick. That was sick. And he's you know think oh yeah, yeah, yeah you know. And then Mike, I'll, I'll get him going on trips. I love to pick his brain and get him to tell old skate stories and stuff. I'll be like, oh, tell me about this. And he'll be like, oh, you want to know about that? And he'll tell me always a good story. So they're the best, man. It's it's like having them around is like so motivating to everybody. And uh, it's yeah, it's rad. It for for just to answer circle back to your initial question how much they're around it's it's a lot and and it means a lot to the guys to have them involved in everything well i think the world would be stoked to see another rick and mike part which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on john what are you stoked on this week um i'm stoked on getting this video out there man and uh just making my friends happy you know and, and getting to see 
their faces and 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 hearing the team's reaction to everything you know that's that's ultimately what i'm stoked on because that's what i you know that's what i do this for is is for those guys you know it, these videos are such a time stamp in their lives and to get to film them and 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 document it and and then show them and everything and make them proud that's ultimately the the biggest stoke so yeah definitely just stoked on stoking out the boys jason what are you stoked on well first of all stoked on all those christmas completes out there with venture trucks made in san francisco california spoke a little bit about uh, the sect earlier and they just came out with one of those memory lapse raw footage things the latest one is from barcelona like 0304 around there uh, a lot of tall t winning footage in there which is pretty sick definitely stoked on that also one thing that everyone should be stoked on is kind of finding a new musical artist or band and like getting psyched on them and kind of like devouring their discography uh, along those lines just started listening to dag nasty like old 80s hardcore band from dc i heard about them way back when i was a young hardcore kid but i never listened to them and I just started getting into them like a week ago and yeah they're sick i can definitely see how they influence a bunch of my other favorite bands like ashes and lifetime and shit like that definitely stoked on that uh, templeton where are you stoked on this week stoked on some new boots or actually they're like a year old but i finally got to put them to use they're the keen revel four winter hiking boots uh it snowed uh the past couple of days and i've been getting out in it in these boots and they're keeping my feet warm which my feet are almost always cold so shout out to these boots for keeping my feet warm and that's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to the things that we talked about and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Jason, where can the people find you? On the Twitter at Carbonite1994, on the Instagram at FrozenCarbonite, and writing stuff for quartersnacks.com. Got new shit coming for first quarter 2022. Uh, John, where can the people find you? Uh, they can find me probably uh, in Long Beach skateboarding with my friends. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. Probably or in my room hanging out and relaxing, just, you know, soaking up, uh, finishing this video. What about Instagram? They can find you on Instagram, right? Oh, yeah, if they want to. There's nothing going <laughs> on there, though. It's not that interesting. They should get off Instagram. They should, they should look at your guys' stuff, but everything else, Instagram's no good. Exactly. Uh, and you can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Later. Later. Weep, weep, weep.